All right, we welcome you back inside Compton Family Ice Arena. John Leahy with you at the end of one. Notre Dame has a 2-1 to one lead over Merrimack, and it's time for our Fuddruckers first admission, and we're very pleased to be joined by the radio voice of Notre Dame hockey, Darren Pritchett. And, Darren, it's good to see you again. See you, too. Let's have you back in town. Well, let's talk about uh, this Notre Dame team so far. Irish uh, pretty much at the top of the standings in hockey. What have you liked so far, and what do you think could stand uh, some improvement? Well, the one thing that stands out right now, we've had terrific goaltending. Cal Peterson has not been as sharp tonight as he's been lately. But over the last month, he has not fought the puck. He's been effortless. So I think he's really calmed down this young team, knowing that if they make a mistake, he can come up with a big save for them. I think the power plays much better than last year. We couldn't score. The last time we played you, we couldn't throw $500 on the table and buy a power play goal. And I think we had such a young blue line last year. They've learned a lot over the last year, and they're becoming more comfortable. And the final thing, a much more balanced offense this year. We're getting production from a lot of different players. 19 different guys have goals so far this year. Well, you know, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. You know, I think everybody expected this Notre Dame Dame team to score, even with the loss of guys like Inostroza. But, you know, like you say, 19 guys have scored goals. That's got to be a luxury you you like to have. You know, we didn't know coming into the season how good the offense was truly going to be. You got back Mario Lucia. If you would have told me, playing you guys tonight, he scored his fifth goal of the year, I would say we're probably under 500 because he was going to be the guy this year for us. But he's gotten off to a slow start. He's come on pretty well the last couple of weeks, but we've gotten scoring from a lot of areas. The one guy, Anders Bjork, came back from the World Juniors. He had two goals in the bronze medal game against Sweden, and he looks like a different player. It's like they put a, a whole bunch of confidence in his veins. He's been a different player. Three goals in the last three games since coming back from Finland. So he's becoming a huge playmaker for this team. And yeah, the loss of Henestrosa kind of made us all wonder how good they were going to be offensively. From my standpoint, I think we we probably have exceeded my expectations for the offense this year. Well, you got to do a game in uh, Brooklyn, New York earlier this year against UConn, the Barclays Center. Pretty uh, fairly new arena. What do you think of the experience and how, how good is it for hockey? It's interesting because the building was built with not hockey in mind. So you are located broadcasting the game from the top of the lower bowl. And you're right amongst the fans. So if you've got excited fans around you, you feel like you're part of the crowd. But it's a tremendous facility. Uh, it's great for hockey. And I think our guys really enjoy the opportunity to play in that building. And fortunately, we played pretty well that night against UConn. Well, let me get your thoughts on hockey so far. You know, you have the normal suspects, Lowell at the top, BC at the top, Providence, although the Friars seem to have been hit a little bit of a uh, bump in the road. But, you know, you, don't you get the sense that the middle of the pack on down, it's going to be one heck of a battle down to the end, don't you think? It's funny, I was just talking to someone tonight. We kind of feel like if we're going to stay in the Hockey's regular season title line, we got to do well this weekend at home and finish off our home games very strong because you got to go to New Hampshire. you got to go to Vermont. And no matter how good those teams are, you know those are buildings that are just tough to play in. So it's so important to do well at home because I think we're going to have some interesting tests on the road coming up. Besides New Hampshire, Vermont, we got Providence on the road. We do have BU here in another game against BC, but you just don't get a night off in this league. I think that's the one thing in the CCHA, we always kind of felt like we were going to finish in the top four. 
But in this league, you take two weekends off or you get a couple of injuries like you guys have had, boy, it can make such a huge difference, and you can drop in the standings so quickly. It's amazing. Well, I was having a conversation uh, not too long ago about, about the uh, playoff system here in Hockey East. All 12 teams make it. Now, i got to talk to you about something that happened last year. We talked about it off the air a little bit, that five-overtime game against UMass. Now, I've talked to Brock Hines about it, and now I want to get your take on it. And it's more remarkable from your perspective because you did the game alone. So talk a little bit about what that was like and, and just the whole night. I think the game just ended. That's the way it feels like. It was a unique experience, and I think the best part of the night was the fact once we got into the third overtime, you started to get into a little historical spot, and I had people that were associated with Hockey East tweeting the information. This is the longest this and the longest that, or the first time this has happened since then. Brian Kelly, for example, at, at BU was pumping me with information. So to see people say, hey, I just tuned in, I'm listening, getting all the stat information, it, it was really cool to be a part of something special. And honestly, I think adrenaline just keeps you going. I was still going strong at 1 o'clock in the morning when we were entering the fifth overtime. The play got a little sluggish about the third overtime. It's like we went in slow motion. <laughs> the guys weren't moving very well. But to call the longest game in college hockey history was so much fun, and I would love to do it again. I might be crazy, but that was so much fun, and it prepared me for a 16-inning minor league baseball game this year. That was absolutely nothing, John, compared to calling a hockey game. Well, I'll tell you, we had a, we had a game in Northeastern that night. We went into double overtime. So I'm listening to the game on the way home, and then 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm listening to the game in bed. That, that was pretty incredible. It was just a lot of fun, and strangely, we lost the game, and how would you come back from that? Well, luckily, we persevered, won the next two games, and went on to Lowell for the quarterfinals. But that was just one of those special nights. But doggone, I wish we would have won the game. That would have made the, the storybook inning a little more fun to tell down the line. All right, listen, before I let you go, Notre Dame leads 2-1 to one after 1. What do you think the Irish have to do in the second period? And what do you think Merrimack has to do? I thought Merrimack played one heck of a period. I thought you guys outplayed us. Your guys' four-check forced our defenseman just to dump the puck to center ice. That's what we did to Western last weekend. They couldn't get the puck out of our out of their own zone, so I was impressed with your guys' forecheck. We got to go tape to tape with passes. Even Cal was fighting the puck a little bit. That was a very awkward first period, but I give you guys a lot of credit. You outplayed us. You don't deserve to be behind in this game, and the fact that you're putting so much pressure on a defenseman, I think anything can happen in tonight's game. Darren, it's always great seeing you. Always great talking with you. I know you got to get back. Uh, we'll uh, catch you back here tomorrow night, and again, uh, go uh, South Bend Cubs as well. That's right. We try to we try to have some good baseball around here as well. I know you're around the Lowell team, so good to talk to you. Always great to have you guys in town. All right, that's Darren Prichard. He's the radio voice of Notre Dame hockey. We're going to take a timeout and be back with more. Our first period recap and the out-of-town scores coming up next. You're listening to Merrimack Warrior Hockey on the Merrimack Radio Broadcast Network.